0: Hi, everyone. This is Steve Bose. Recently, the HR Happy Hour and H3HR Advisors team attended the iSolved Connect Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. At the event, we sat down with several iSolve leaders and iSolve customers to talk about some of the most important topics, issues, and trends in the world of work, HCM technology, and more. This episode is a part of that series recorded at the event, and we're excited to share them with you. Thanks to our friends at iSolve, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the HR Happy Hour. You are here with Trish and my special guest host, Karen Steed. Karen, hi. how are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm good. We're here at iSolved Connect in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. I don't know, I'm saying beautiful. It does look like it's sunny out the window way down the hallway there, but we've been inside all day recording, which has been fun. It has been fun. I mean, we looked out this morning and it was a little hazy and Right. Little and yeah, it's it's just been so nice being able to talk to people inside today. <laughs> I have to tell you the one the one downside about recording all day yeah. is that we're not hitting the sessions. But I think this recording, we're going to actually get our own little personal session. Need to learn a little bit about right? what's happening. I, I love that. So this this particular uh, episode is with Mary Kay Pergus, HR Generalist of Crescent Community Health Center. Mary Kay, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. And why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, where you work, how long you've been there, and what you do? Sure. So my name is Mary
1: Kay Kurgis. I am the HR generalist at Crescent Community Health Center. I've been there for a little over two years. And um, actually, when I started there, I started out as the executive admin assistant to the executives, uh, just to get my foot in the door, and quickly moved into the HR role. Um so, Crescent Meeting Health Center is a federally qualified health center, so we provide medical, dental, brain health, and quick care services to anybody in the community, no matter their ability to pay. We're a nonprofit. Um, most of our funding comes from a federal grant that we receive every three years, and we're in the process of renewing right now, but then we also get uh, donations Anywhere between five hundred thousand and four hundred thousand dollars a year, or four hundred and five hundred thousand dollars a year from donations from the community. Oh,
0: no. so.
1: and where are you based? We're di- based in Dubuque, Iowa. Oh, Dubuque, Iowa.
0: Okay.
1: Yep. And Crescent Community Health serves- services around fifteen to twenty counties in our area, so oh, we goodness. have a pretty big um, re- reach in our area, and we're tr- we're rapidly expanding. So, give you an idea of our rapid growth. When I started at the end of June in 2020, we had 65 employees. In now, in September of 2022,
0: we have 121. Oh my goodness! Yes. You know what? Let's start there. I think just let's talk a little bit about. I mean, is is this serving rural communities and?
1: It's a little bit of both. So Dubuque is a a 56,000, 60,000, pretty good size size. um, city. And then everything outside of that is mostly rural. So okay. we, we go, we service the rural community. We have a very unique population in Dubuque, um, a Pacific Islander po- population. Oh, okay. So that we have about between 900 and 1,000 Pacific Islanders that live in Dubuque. Okay. Um, and we actually do a lot of work in dealing with some of their health issues and their barriers to care and things like that. Sure. So that's that's one of our main focuses is helping that community and but helping all the all the underserved and people that really need our services.
0: Right. No, I love that. It's interesting because we've done a whole series of shows on helping get yeah. underserved communities employed, right? Mm-hmm. And so but this is just another sort of layer to that, right? Not right. having the, the right health care that you might need and not even knowing how to go about getting it.
1: Exactly. Probably, right so one of the things that, that actually we do that's very unique to the healthcare community, is when people come in, like their first visit, they fill out their registration forms. Mm-hmm. We are asking questions about barriers to care. So we ask them if they have um, a barrier or housing insecurity or transportation insecurity or insurance insecurity. And if they say yes to those, we can connect them with a community health worker or a social worker or our, our enrollment and um, outreach coordinator. And we, those people help them get past that barrier to care, okay. so then they can actually focus on their health care. Wow.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I was making a note as you said that. I was thinking, like, I, I don't know if organizations, maybe they're doing it, but, like, I don't think we ever hire people with those same type of questions, right? Saying, like, do you have barriers to employment? Mm-hmm. Um, I know you have to probably be a little sensitive around how we do that, but I, it's an interesting <laughs> approach. Like, you're saying that's a really unique way. So you've grown so much, right? mm-hmm. almost or doubled basically, over the last couple of years, um, and you went from being in an administrative role to now being in HR, is this your first role in human resources? No,
1: I, I have about eight years experience in human
0: resources. Okay, okay, because I would say you seem extremely creative about how you're approaching HR <laughs> and I'm thinking, is that, like, is that a, like, that's the magic bullet right there in and of itself? I've is had a little bit of, you know,
1: I have okay. a paralegal background, um, okay. so I was a paralegal for about 10 years. I worked in administrative, executive, administrative assistant at Mayo Clinic for about ten years, and then I moved into HR. So,
0: so I'm just thinking aloud, like we, you know, we have people who listen to the show who are wondering how to break into HR. It sounds like, I mean, if you have a really solid sort of customer service oriented background, you don't necessarily have to have had all those years in human resources. No sort of easily transition over into HR.
1: Yeah, I actually kind of stumbled into HR. I was looking for a job and I got a temp position um, as a benefit specialist oh,
0: okay. with a
1: larger um, hospital in Iowa and just kind of stumbled into it, fell in love with it,
0: Right. and
1: just continued on.
0: Well, that's fascinating. Yep. You know, I love that because especially now with just the job market the way it is, you see people like completely changing careers, trying careers that maybe they've always about, or in your case, maybe even like taking a role that you didn't plan on taking, but it turns out to be sort of the best place for you, the Mm -hmm. best industry for you. Exactly. So, well, talk to us a little bit about, I know you just did a session, you shared a case study, Could you maybe talk a little bit about that and what you were sharing with the audience about how you're using iSolve to sort of help your organization with their HR problems.
1: Sure. So um, when I started in 2020, um, the only thing we were using at ISOLD was payroll. And then a month later, we moved to payroll on time. So that was already on the books. But we had nothing else. Everything we did, um, benefit enrollments, uh, changes to your direct deposit, changes to your W-4, changes to your name. Everything was on paper. Application, Paper applications, paper everything. Um, so when things kind of shifted around with some, some executives at the top, when that happened, we pushed to add just you know we started with what our employees needed most and what would benefit us them also us the most so we can help our employees and that was benefit administration so we moved from paper open enrollment to a benefit administration and the the great thing about it is when we did that it was shortly after our or open enrollment so our pilot people are our new hires And they're the ones that got to get their hands wet with it. And then they became not only our pilot, but also our super users for our other employees and help show how that works. So we we eased into it. We didn't like jump into it with both feet. We eased into it, which seemed to be a great thing. And then we opened enrolled that um, spring. So we had a unique situation where we had um, three open enrollments at once now, then it was down to two. Mm-hmm. Luckily, now we're down to one. But at the time, we had two. So we just, the first open enrollment was nice because, again, it got our feet wet. It didn't deal with um, medical or flexible spending or dental, those types of things. It de- dealt with the life insurance and, and the easier stuff. Okay. So everybody got used to it. They loved the fact that they could do it on their own. They didn't have to fill out a piece of paper for every single um, vendor that we used, so that was nice, right. and then we moved into medical, and every, it's just second nature now to everybody, so that's
0: yep. a short amount of time,
1: Yep. so that was a, a, a great first run, and then from there we moved to applicant tracking, um, because again, we were hiring so many people so fast, and everything was done on paper, and trying to keep track of not only that was it done on paper, but we had to go out to every single job board and push our own ads. So say we went out to six different job boards every day, you had to check six different job boards to see if you had applicants, if anybody, you know, do that. So when we went to applicant tracking, it really, it was a game changer. So what are you doing with your free time really now?
0: (laughs) Free time? What's that? Right. No, but I think it's it's such an interesting point because I think that, you know, there there are so many organizations out there who think like, oh, my gosh, everyone else is so far ahead of us. We're still on paper. Now, this is common. This mm-hmm. is still a common thing to have many portions of your HR processes on paper or just done maybe on a spreadsheet or something along those lines, onboarding even, you know. Um, so what would you say if you're, you know, if you're, Listening to the show, what would you say to someone who's listening who might be saying, like, I don't even know how to have that conversation. Who do I go to? Do I go to my CEO? How did you sort of have that conversation to the, get that started?
1: The I, We were lucky. Our new HR, um, our chief workforce officer that came in, he was big on um, well, I'm implementing thinking. and making things more automated and things like that. So okay. we went to him, right. and he added the benefits. But after that, it was... Really fun to see our CEO um, kind of jump on the bandwagon and oh, go how how can we do more for our employees? What else can we add for the employee self service so like we added opened up direct deposit um, changes that they could do on their own. they could handle their own w fours they could handle their own address changes and name changes and all that type of stuff that should be the employee's you know responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that they shouldn't have to fill out a piece of paper every time they want to do something.
0: Right. You know, one of the questions I have around that is, um, I've worked in healthcare HR before, it's been about seven or eight years, but one of the pushback we used to get was that these are people who are taking care of typically sick or hurt patients, right? They're a very caring group of people. Um, They also, in turn, want to be cared for by human resources. It sounds like you've managed to empower them with this. What Do you get that pushback at all, like that self-service isn't caring for them, or do they just really feel like it's caring for them in a different way?
1: Well, I think it depends on how you approach it. So I've been within the healthcare industry for almost 20 years now um, between Mayo Clinic Unity Point, and where I'm at now, and it's a matter of how you put it out to them and how you handhold in different ways. So where you show your care is showing them what their benefits are and being more engaged with that. Not engaged with the paperwork, but engaged in telling them what the benefits are and reminding them, like we have a um, wellness benefit that goes along with our accident critical illness and hospital indemnity plans. And I remind them two times a year, don't forget to do this. It's money in your pocket. If you're signed up for it, don't forget to do this. If you need help, I will show you how to. Right. And those are the thing, way we show them we care. It's taking that brain suck, I guess would be the mm-hmm. best word. Is that something I can say? Off their plate. Sure. And giving them more information and more important information.
0: Right. Than Caring just, with information. Yep. Like that. You're right. I think it is about the approach. I mean, with a lot of things, we actually just talked with Lena Tonk, who's the head of marketing, and she was sort of saying that, you know, um, it's all about that way that you communicate the message is how that's actually driven down at the employee level.
1: Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I have messed up a couple messages <laughs> in my time we all, yeah. recently. Um, so we implemented also learn and grow, and we just implemented that in March of this year. Okay. And it, I mean, it's gone out. We had a couple, um, you know, little tests with some courses. We had other people test course, but our big challenge was annual training. Sure. And we just pushed that out, and it hasn't gone as smooth that I as I wanted it to. But most of it probably is on me and how I rolled it out. Um, it's not so much the product; it's right. about helping them understand how to. So, and with the amount of other things that I, you know, that were going on, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's just a time thing, sure. and it's how to manage that time. And those are things that we're learning how we need to m- focus more on providing that service to our employees right. than focus on, on all the other stuff. Yeah.
0: Do you have that relationship with someone then at iSoft where if you're having, maybe you're doing something with the technology and you're thinking, oh, it should work this way and it's really, that's not the experience that you're having. You have like a partner then that's, you know, an account manager or something that
1: you yeah, trust? Yeah, I have, we have a um, special customer service person that we work with, one okay. person I believe her name is um, Katie McDonough. Okay. Or McDermott. Sorry. Um, so she we work and we just had it switched. So I used to know the person it was and now it just switched. Um, so she's been really helpful. I know most of the um, people with Isol I've worked with them now for a couple of years. Right. And it's been really great that they always are able to steer me in the direction that we need to. Um we also use uh, the HR people services. Mm-hmm. So we use that and they've really helped us with doing our employee handbook and helping us redo our job descriptions
0: and, and things key like that. Right
1: yeah. yeah. So those are things that they help us with that so we don't have we can again focus on our employees and dealing with the issues that, that really need to be dealt with, like pay and
0: <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a fascinating thing. I, you know, when you're thinking about, it's not just about buying a technology to do things for you to make life easier for HR, which maybe 10 years ago that was kind of the view. Mm-hmm. Now it's really about engaging the employees and about communicating with well. It's about so many other sort of layers yes, that relationship. Yeah, I mean,
1: we again, we added, at about the same time we added our applicant tracking system, we also added um, the COBRA administration. Oh, and it'd be right when they made all those changes with Cobra, yeah, and we i was sitting there. I looked at it. I went to my boss, yeah. and I go, uh, "I'm not sure how to even begin to understand this, right? Because it's just so much, and and if we mess it up, I mean, right? You have to get it right. There's certain yeah. things in HR you have to get right. Yeah, <laughs> that is one of them. So I talked to me. I go, and not only that, the amount of time I'm going to spend trying to figure this out, we could just pay. I solved to do it for us and we don't have to think about it
0: well and i think you're right i think that is it takes if something can take away a big stressor and keep you compliant and keep your employees happy and informed in that particular category of what you're doing and whether that's payroll or benefits or you know compliance issues things like that it is worth the money that you spend on that just do mm-hmm. not get it wrong and you have to you know, heaven forbid, have you know a lawsuit about it or something like that. So exactly. I think too, it's a little bit of risk management that comes into working in human resources. You're trying to outweigh, like, does this outweigh that, right? And when you're making these tech decisions, so. exactly. Very good. Well, listen, thank you for coming on and sharing what Crescent uh, Community Health is doing with all of the technology that you have purchased. Um, we appreciate your time. We know you've had a, a big session with lots of questions. You've already filled it. It's been a big day already, but we really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Where can people connect with you and even learn about, like if you're in the uh, in the Iowa area, I don't know if you have any remote jobs, but certainly if you're in the Dubuque area, where can they connect with you about both working there or just to connect with you about questions? Sure. Um, they can connect with me at Crescent Community Health Center.
1: Um, okay. The direct number there is 563 um, 690-2850 and just ask for me. Uh, Or they can contact me at my email which is mkirgis at crescentchc.org
0: chc.org Great. uh, We'll make sure we share that in the show notes for anyone listening and we encourage you to reach out and learn more about what they're doing.
1: Sounds great. Alright, thank you. Yep. Bye-bye.